Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 38 of the We Are Speaking Podcast. During each weekly 30-minute episode, we address some of our favorite topics, including American history and culture, government, education, and politics from a black perspective. We are very glad you are joining us today. The podcast is brought to you by our company, the Team Owens 313 Global Creative Community. We offer branding and marketing services, including online training and small and group, small group coaching and one-on-one coaching to independent writers and creative and solo professionals. You can find out more at our website, teamowens313gcc.com. As a free or paid subscriber to the We Are Speaking publication, you can access the podcast episodes through the website or on your favorite podcast player. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. My name is Pamela Hilliard-Owens, and I am one of the co-hosts of We Are Speaking in partnership with my husband and business partner, Keith Owens who also wrote and performed the intro and outro music for the podcast. And speaking of Keith, here he is. Hi, Keith. Hey, good to be here again. Okay, we're going to talk on two topics today. As you know, last Sunday, as we are recording this, was the 57th Super Bowl game. And between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I know. Philadelphia. It was it was a really really good game for those of us who watched maybe two football games a year. (laughs) (laughs) It really was a good game because it was Philadelphia was leading in the first half, Mm -hmm. and then they really had a talk. Obviously (laughs) during the uh, super during the halftime show because listen to me talking like I know what I'm talking about (laughs) because the the Kansas City Chiefs came back and but it was very close all the way to the end but they came back and. And, and 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 they and they won, so it was a very exciting game. But all of the other talk was about the pregame show and the halftime show. Now the pregame show was they and and this, this was the first time the pregame show. They always have awards and 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 famous people coming out and all of that. But they also sung "Lift Every Voice and Sing" by Cheryl Lee Ralph Emmy Ward. Emmy Award-winning Cheryl Lee Ralph sang Lift Every Voice and Sing, which is also known as the Black National Anthem. And then it was Babyface sang America the Beautiful. And then, who was was the guy that sung the... the, Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton did a great rendition of the Star Spangled Banner, which is known as the Anthem for, for for America. But it wasn't the official national anthem until 1931. And a lot of people don't realize that, that there were, before, um, there were, before that was listed as the official national anthem, 1931 was not that long ago, even though the, the poem was written in 1812, 1814, something like that, by Francis Scott Key. It was, it was later put to music, and then was a, our, Woodrow Wilson talked about it in 1916, but Herbert Hoover made it the official national anthem in 1931. People are acting like that has been our national anthem from the very beginning, and that's just not true. Actually, we have had five anthems anthems, not not including Lift Every Voice and Sing, five anthems, and I'm looking this up, that, that have been the anthems or the hymns of America, all of our history. Anthems, 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 that's what I'm looking for. I lost my link, I'm sorry. It disappeared on me. Here it is. Okay. So the 
Star Spangled Banner, which is now our official anthem, was not until 1931. But America, My Country, Tis of Thee was, was one of them. And that was written in 1831. And it was one of the songs that came from a German song, a German song, God Save Saxony. So that was one of them, My Country, Tis of Thee. And I remember learning that song in school. Mm-hmm. Then the Star Spangled Banner, of course. And that was, a lot of people don't know that, but the melody for the Star Spangled Banner is from a popular British song that was sung in pubs in London. And so the, so the, uh, that's where the tune, and, and to Anacreon in heaven was intended to celebrate wine, women, and song. That's the melody of the Star Spangled Banner, which was originally written as a poem. And then America the Beautiful. And that is one of the songs that people have said uh, should replace the Star Spangled Banner. A lot of people have said that because the Star Spangled Banner is such a war song. And so it's not so much patriotic as it is talking about how beautiful the land is in America. And so a lot of people don't, don't want us to switch from the Star Spangled Banner. And then God Bless America was written by Irving Berlin. And it was written in 1938 as World War II was ramping up in Europe. And so a lot of people like that song, God Bless America. But of course, um, a lot of people on the right didn't like it because Irving Berlin was not only a Rush, an immigrant from Russia, but he was Jewish. So he wasn't a real America, uh, Americans. And right wing then is the same as the right wing now. And it wasn't until Kate Smith, who was all American, sang that song and made it popular that people started liking it. But at first they didn't because, of course, it was it was written by an immigrant and not re- who, who they thought was not really American. And then This Land is Your Land is another popular song. We learned that in school too. That was written by Woody Guthrie. And some of the some of the verses in that song have to pertain to how America was not treating all Americans right, especially the poor Americans. And this was a right around the Depression and all of that. He was very much of an activist. He was very much of an activist. And so it was very, very political. But a lot of people still like that song. So when you're talking about there's only one national anthem. There have been a lot of hymns that Americans have learned over the centuries, learned in school. And it wasn't until 1931 that Star Spangled Banner, which is the name of the song, was officially made our national anthem. Now, as far as the black national anthem, and I wrote a post about this earlier this week on wearespeaking.substack.com about the history of the black national anthem. It was written as a poem again first, and it was first performed exactly 138 years ago in 1900 by 500 school children, black school children, because it was a segregated school in because Booker T. Washington was visiting the school and it was Abraham Lincoln's birthday. February 12th is Abraham Lincoln's birthday. And so it was, it was a song. It never mentions race, but it does mention coming out of a dark time into the light. And, uh, and Keith's going to talk about this later, but because, because the NAACP first called it the Negro National Anthem later in the 1920s and then the Black National Anthem in the 1970s, even though the song, just like the Star Spangled Banner, that's the name of the song. Lift Every Voice and Sing, that's the name of the song, which was originally a poem, just like the Star Spangled Banner was originally a poem made into a song. White people, some white people, I should say, think it's racist. Now, it never mentions race, 
It's very patriotic. The last verse is very religious, but the first verse is what first verse is what most people know of all these songs is just the first verse. It's really about it's very uplifting and very patriotic and talking about victory and looking towards looking forward and all of that. And so it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. But as Keith will tell you later, white people don't like it because it's called the Black National Anthem. And it's just one of the songs. And, and I, when I posted my, my post, I heard from some people who learned that, white people, whose kids have learned that song in school, along with all of the other songs that they've learned. And it's not a replacement for the official national anthem, just like all those other songs are not replacements for, for the national anthem. So I wanted to bring that up because that's been quite the controversy, of, but it's only a controversy on one side. All, all of the white people were saying, we only have one national anthem, completely forgot that in between the black national anthem and the national anthem was sung America the Beautiful by Babyface. They completely forgot that that song was right. sung in the pregame show too. During the halftime show, Keith's going to talk about the reaction to some of the to some of the right wingers to the halftime show. Now, the halftime show with Rihanna was, depending on your point of view, absolutely spectacular. And some people didn't like it at first because she wasn't dancing around and gyrating and all like Beyonce would do. Beyonce is a dancer. She start, she's a singer, but she's also a dancer. Rihanna is not a dancer per se. She danced in some of her earlier videos, but she is not a, that is not what she's known for. She didn't say that she was pregnant until she came up on those rising platforms. She was, it was, oh, the other, the other thing that the right one, and Keith's going to talk about this more, she was in a beautiful red outfit. And if you saw the halftime show, you saw her with a red cloak over her red jumpsuit. That red cloak was an homage to fashion icon from the 1970s all the way to his death last year of Andre Leon Talley. He wore these voluminous capes and there's a picture of him in a red, beautiful red cape. And her cape was, was, was to, made to look similar to his cape. Okay, so that's why she had that on. But she was also in red because red is a power color. And then all of her dancers were in white. And the way that, the way that they arranged it was she didn't have any guests. It was just her. She was the only one singing. She didn't have any other singers. And the dancers were just there dancing. And she sang, I think, 12 songs in 13, parts of 12 songs in 13 minutes. That's, that's what I've heard. But a lot of people don't know that the halftime performers are never paid. They use that as a, as a pusher for their brand. And of course her brand, she, she, besides her music, her brand is Fenty Beauty and Savage Fenty. And she, and she just, her website blew up that later that day and on Monday. Because even during the performance, while she took a breath in between songs, she took out a compact, one of her compacts, of course, made a big deal of powdering her nose and letting everybody know, I sell cosmetics. And so, number one, she surprised everybody because she's on her second pregnancy. Nobody knew that until then. And then she also was was repping her brand. And so she did all the singing, but she didn't do a lot of dancing. And a lot of people were surprised about that until they realized, wait a minute, she's pregnant. And not only is she pregnant, but she's on these platforms 100 feet in the air, however much feet it when the high up in the air. 
It was beautiful. And the red was beautiful, except some people said, well, red means Satan. No, red means red. I wanted to talk about that and about Rihanna. And the fa- and a lot of people don't also don't remember that in 19, uh, no, not 89, in 2018, they asked her to be the halftime performer. She said, she told them no. When you're a billionaire, you can say no. She told them no because she was respecting Colin Colin. Kaepernick. And that was when that controversy was on. She said, no, I'm not going to perform when you have fired the the black court, the best black quarterback that they had, the best quarterback that the league had at the time, black or white, because he was protesting police brutality, which exists. So she didn't perform then. She performed now. And it was just, it was just so amazing, the different responses, depending on which side of the political thing you are. Yes, Carrie Lake sat down, defiantly sat down during the, during the Black National Anthem, instead of standing in respect. That means she also sat down during America the Beautiful. And, but most of the audience stood up for all three songs, because all three songs are, are talking about America. We went to a Super Bowl party, so we really enjoyed ourselves. But then there was a lot of talk afterwards, and Keith's going to talk about this after our quick break to, to talk about our company. And so, but we want to know what you think about Rihanna's performance and about the Black National Anthem being sung in the pregame show. Previous years, a couple, one last year and the year before, it was sung, but it was sung outside of the stadium. It wasn't part of the pre-game game show. This time it was really part of the pre, pre-game show, and that's what made some people so angry. So Keith's going to talk about the, the right wing uh, response to this, but I just wanted to remind you that our podcast is brought to you by uh, not only our paid subscribers, but also by our company, the Global Creative Community Branding and Marketing Academy, where we offer training and online, online training, group coaching, and one-on-one coaching to independent authors and creative and solo professionals. And you can find out all about it at our website, Team Owens. 313gcc.com. And here's Keith. Oh, thank you. I think that what, when you talk about the right wing reaction to the Super Bowl, their reaction to the or half Super Bowl halftime show, well, predictably, the reaction to the halftime show was the rea- reaction to everything else that's left that's sensible, mm-hmm. and, which was crazy. And I think that their fan already talked about them labeling Rihanna because she was dressed in red as being satanic. And that was all the things that they do. Like they, yes, knee jerk, but it's also just to provoke a reaction. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's to throw red meat to the base, <laughs> not, no pun intended, but to also just to get the kind of reaction because they want to, want to portray themselves as a part of your family values, which is laughable. When you have, when you get the response, also from, for example, from my, from Mike Huckabee, and Mike, when Mike Huckabee was, was the father of the current governor of Arkansas, who ran for president himself years ago, and and it was funny because at the time he was being portrayed and trying to portray himself as, as just a calm, demeanored, sensible right. Republican, but the, but he's just a, he's just a silk tongue. He, he, he presents himself in that way, but his views are just as insane as the rest of the right wing. And so what, and some of the things that he that he said, he said, for example, his this is his exact comment. It says halftime halftime entertainment at the Super Bowl. I wish they'd remember families are watching and have more wholesome halftime fare. I also don't care so much what else they sing for the game, as long as they sing the real national anthem and everyone stands and shows respect for that. As for the people criticizing Carrie Lake, if you defended the player's right to kneel during the real national anthem, I don't want to hear your 
hypocritical whining about Carrie Lake or anyone else not standing during the fake national anthem. We can just de deconstruct it several ways. One, families watching the game. Well, that, that's insane. Well, you just put it this way. It, at the same, one of the other performers who was promoted by the right wing, who they said they wish they had seen, is Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent, oh my God. And Ted Nugent is one of the most vile performers mm -hmm. ever. And just the, the things that he says and, and what he and what he promotes mm -hmm. and what he's become. From those who, musicians who know him, said he wasn't always that way. Somebody just evolved and turns crazy. It's possible. You right. But if he performed today, that's what, right. the way he would be singing. Right. But the point being that when you're talking about family values, this is the same party that has no problem with the police beating and killing black people. They have no problem with that whatsoever. They protect the police until the police stand in the way of white people who want to tear down the Capitol. Right. And the and other so thing, and speaking of family values, this is the same party and these are the same Republicans who hold up the most corrupt vile person ever to be president. He's the one who says, I like to grab women by the P right, word. Right. So when you're talking about family values, but then you turn around and hold up this person, and speaking of this person, he's the one that said that the that Rihanna's halftime show was an epic fail. He's failed at every single business he's well, ever had, and she's a real billionaire from scratch. He's a fake billionaire, so let's talk about fake. The thing about what he's... It's the hypocrisy. Trump, Trump, yes, it's hypocrisy, but it's also just that when, when they start talking about you know, all the points they're making, I mean, one for, for example, the other one, when he's talking about the kneeling for, you know, for the National Anthem, but mm -hmm. the reason, obviously, the reason he's kneeling, once again, is because he was with Colin Kaepernick was protesting the, the murder and what's happening to young black men right. under, being under attack by police and mm -hmm. nobody's mm -hmm. doing anything right, about right, it. Right. You cannot compare that they're, to they're, a woman, you know, Carrie Lake, who won't stand for the black National Anthem. Mm -hmm. now, she's not protesting a cause. And also, when, when they got this upset about the Black National Anthem, what they continue to come back to is they're saying, why were they trying to divide us? There's only one National Anthem. When you're talking about divide, once again, you're talking about a white nationalist party. I mean, right, and that's, this is the whole. Then this is the whole problem because they don't want any other culture that is also part of America to be highlighted. Right. And so when they say divide, that means you're not showing white things. Right, and that, that and which is, which is the point they're trying to make with education when they're, right. when they're trying to strip education from, from anything from from any, any kind of black studies, any kind of thing mm -hmm. about Black Lives Matter, anything about Black history, anything about Martin Luther King, anybody black, they don't want that in there because that's not because they. They're afraid of real history. Right, they're right. Afraid, they don't want that there. When they attack Rihanna again, and the, the hilarious thing was one of them said Chris, you know, Chris Stapleton mm -hmm. was just great. Chris Stapleton's a Black Lives Matter, Matter supporter. Vocal. Yeah, you're, you're very vocal about that. It's the same people that basically go back and want to say that Leave it to Beaver and all these My 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 Three Sons. Mm -hmm. It's a, these shows, which I watched when I was a kid. But there, were, there wasn't but anything they, else to watch. Right? There were, but there were. They, but these are the shows that are. They're going back to an America that did not exist. Right. And speaking of Chris Stapleton, because I didn't know who he was until I looked mm -hmm. at research, and I missed the Grammys. I don't know how. But the week, just the Sunday before, he performed with Stevie Wonder at the Grammys. Right. So he, Chris Stapleton, is someone who is not only very well known, obviously very very talented as a as a songwriter, singer, and producer. A vocal Black Lives Matter a supporter, but he plays with everybody. The other thing is, is that when you're looking at that and Rihanna and Babyface performing the America the Beautiful, mm -hmm. it's a, and who's the sister of the state? The Star Spangled Banner. Who's, the oh, no, you mean Shirley? Yeah, Shirley, right. Ralph, well, what, she's saying the Star Spangled. No, no, Banner. she's saying lift every voice and sing. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, lift every voice and sing. Right, so, I'm saying lift every voice and sing, and the what 
on one hand, I'm glad to see what's going on with the Super Bowl, just like the last one when they had the homage to rap. Stuff, right, or, right. Or hip-hop, I should say. Yeah, mm-hmm. But they're, they're feeling the pressure. Right. And what, and what people like Carrie Lake and, and on all the rest of the far right, what they're being upset about is that, that the fact that that pressure is being felt, right, that that right. is having an impact, the fact that their beloved president could be charged. Right, you know, right. By two black women. Right. Yeah, bring that charged. up. We talked you about know, that this yeah, morning. I mean, Talk about you know, that. But... but, but this, People are beginning to pay attention to, or should be paying attention to, if they're not. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're talking about with you know, Tish James, Tish James in New York, Tish James in New York, and, and, and Fonnie and, Willis, and Fonnie Willis in, in Georgia, right? And, and two the, black and women, two black women, two and strong, and, and educated and, and, black and women. The, the brother in New York, Brad, Brad, from, from the, the um, Southern District of New York. Is it Southern District of New York? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and and so the, the, they're all. So you're talking about three black people, three black, but, but the ones who are leading the charge the hardest are Fannie Willis. And James. Mm-hmm. And Tish James was out front because Fannie just got recently elected, didn't she? No, she, no, both of them were up for election next year. Next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but early, early, I think, Tish James get more notice. Because right, well, because, be, yeah, because, mm-hmm. because in New York, because she's in New York. Right. And so she's not so much, she's after Trump, but she's more after the Trump organization. organization and she's right. been after the Trump organization for a long, a long t- time. time. But then with Fannie Willis, it, it's coming into because of that phone call that he made right. in 2021. Right. So it's more recent. In terms of when the crime occurred, so when you've got two black women basically leading the charge in many ways, in many and ways, he can't stand he women, and he really can't stand black, black women. So they're there, and now they're getting the for who coming after him. But that also you know, he committed it, it crimes. It flames the bait because number one, they're anti-black. I mean, mm-hmm. when you have black women who are doing this, mm-hmm. they can't they can't stand, stand this. It. And mm-hmm. so then, but also in you know, the Super Bowl. Many in the right wing consider that theirs. I mean, before I mean, you have to go way back when it was predominantly white men. Yeah, I mean, that's right. The, mm-hmm. the stars for the past half century have been black men, mm-hmm. and and more recently, thank goodness, now we have more black quarterbacks. Took mm-hmm. a long time, but black players leading the turn, black players on the team, just like basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, to them, it was their plantation, right? Supposed to be there to entertain white entertain people. Entertain white people, and some people may bristle at that because how much they get paid. Granted, okay, you get the higher players get paid an awful lot of money. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's now you can't call that slavery at those wages, right? But at the same time, when you're still there, are there's still for entertainment. Speaking of of last year's Super Bowl halftime with with the hip hop, who do you think buys more than half of the hip hop records? Yeah, that, that was the exact point, and that's mm-hmm. the point I had to make at the time when people were talking about that and being upset for. Wondering why, well, there are those of us who wonder why it took so long. Right. And I'm not really big on hip-hop. You couldn't, my missus, how in the world, everybody, black players and white players. Right. <laughs> it wasn't, not just the black mm-hmm, players. Mm-hmm. Hip-hop is the music of the last two generations. Right. And matter, right. speaking of white, uh, of white people's reaction, last year after after the Super Bowl show, Eminem was there, of course, mm-hmm. because he's a, he's a huge hip-hop influence. But one person said on Twitter or whatever, there weren't any white people on stage. He missed Eminem. But to him, it couldn't have been a, a, the correct halftime show because there weren't any white people on stage. Right. He and actually said that. Right, because, because that's the way it's always been. Right, that's right. The, it's a shock to the system. But exactly, that's such a crucial point, that this is the music that the young people listen to. And right. The, and the, most of the players are black, but like I said, it's not just black players. White players listen to that, too. Mm-hmm. If only black kids, people yeah. have kids... Well, listen to this. Well, it's been past kids now. We yeah, haven't been adults. They started as kids. They started as kids, and now they're adults. Mm-hmm. And and if if because if it was just black people listening to this, it wouldn't be a worldwide phenomenon. Mm-hmm. But they didn't want to acknowledge it, right? Because because the people who are pulling.
pulling the strings. They wanted to still steer it that way, but they got the pressure got too much. Right. They said, you can't keep ignoring something this big. Same thing with Rihanna. With Rihanna. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the first time she was asked and she had enough power to say no, she wasn't mm-hmm. going to do it, and, and they couldn't stand that. And and now she brought this big show. Like I'm we're a little bit different. I mean, I wasn't crazy about her show, but, mm-hmm. I, but the, the attacks on it mm-hmm. were, were ridiculous because right. this is some, this somebody who, again, is not is not just... And that's the thing is also uh, so much of a threat to mm-hmm. the system because she's not just a performer. Right. She is a brand and she's a force unto herself. And, and, and she you can't, you mm-hmm. can't, you cannot make that kind of money. You're right. Just as a performer. Exactly. And that, and, and that's what people are pointing out that she is the second highest in number of records and albums sold. She's at our age. We're not quite into her that yeah. much. I think I know one of her songs about the umbrella or something yeah. like that, but she's not, it, we're the Motown age. Yeah. So, so we, we are, I'm not as familiar. With, but I am familiar with her as a person and as a brand, right, right. and her brand. Well, she's she's got the, she's got the second most sales as of, of a single female singer. A lot of people don't know that. Right. She's by, is it? Who's mm-hmm. ahead of, or is that that of Taylor? Yeah, Taylor Swift. Taylor, Taylor Swift okay. is number one, right. and she's number two. Her net worth is approximately one point seven billion dollars, making her the richest woman musician in the world, second only to Oprah as the richest female entertainer. That's huge. That's huge. Because Queen B, who we all love, and somebody... Well, well, no, no. Yeah, yeah, because her name is Beyonce. Well, some some of them say that. But anyway, her her net worth is $500 So that's paltry compared to Rihanna. But Rihanna doesn't get her money just from her music. She she has a huge brand. That's why I thought it was so funny when this fake billionaire tried to say her her halftime show was an epic fail, and she's the real billionaire. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's the thing, too, is... It's That's all, all they have. It's a attack, right? Because they keep on slinging stuff. Mm-hmm. But again, that's what's maybe we may investigate that another time. We're out of time, but that works to a certain degree when you're second in power, right? When right. You're not the leading part because you just throw mud mm-hmm. and, and draw mm-hmm. attention mm-hmm. and throw tantrums and get mm-hmm. attention. But when you're the one that's supposed to be setting the trend, I think that's. I think President Biden is chuckling in his coffee and he said, "Well, we have to have budget talk because he knows they have no budget. They have no budget. So it's like, there's mm-hmm. no negotiation because there's no because th- there's nothing to talk about. Right. So they they right. have nothing there. Right. And so same thing here is when they want to scream and shout about th- this, but they, all they can do is scream. They mm-hmm. have nothing else. To oppose, and when they started saying that Chris Stapleton mm-hmm. was the best one, not even knowing his Black Lives Matter supporter, right? And then they say Ted Mugen would have been much better, who's a washed up old rocker, because he barely performs anymore. I was like, this, this is all you can do, right? And 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 it's and it's really really sad. It's it's da- it's sad and dangerous because you know what happens when a dog is cornered, and they're cornered, and they know that the dem- demographics are changing. They know that their kids listen to Rihanna and listen to hip hop, and that. That's, and that's the problem. And so we're kind of running out of time right now. But next week, look at, at the, uh, the, the uh, substack or we are speaking because there was a great deal of, of attention also paid to the deaf signer for both Lift Every Voice and Sing and for Rihanna. And I'm gonna I'm gonna post her. She was on with Gail Gail on CB, CBS, oh, yeah, right. uh, and and it was an excellent interview. She she she's going into nursing, but she she's learned the set five days before the performance. But she always wanted to be a dancer herself, and she said she can hear music, and that's why she was able to. Right. But her signing took the world by storm. 
But she was very happy about that. So we're going to talk to you again next week. But I want to remind you that our podcast is brought to you by our company, the Global Creative Community Branding and Marketing Academy. So you can find out more about all of our products and services at teamowens313gcc.com. I see you next week.